Welcome to Top Gun Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the movie Top Gun one minute at a time. I am your pilot, Brian Kaboom Boucher, and my wingman this week, Robert Stryker Smith. Hello. Hello. We are here to talk about Minute 96 of Top Gun. Minute 96, it actually kind of bookends with uh, a missile launch at the beginning and a missile launch at the end. Kind of, kind of nice little uh, blocking here for the minute. And, and actually, that was one of the cool things when you, when you sent the minutes to me, and I, I pulled it first up. I was like, "Oh, I, I'm starting right off with action. I don't have any background or any any uh, story plot. It's hey, there's a missile. It's being shot, and it's going right at somebody. So that's a that's always a good start. You can you can jump right in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The missile launch and it connects. Maverick shot. Uh, we saw on Friday with Cliffhanger where he's firing a missile. He wasn't sure if uh, he was going to make it or not, if he was going to hit anything. And here we see he he connected and blew the wing off this plane. I have to admit, the very first time, like, well, many times I watched this, since it happened so fast, and you really can't tell if that's, you know, an F-5 or, or the MiG, you know, or if it's an F-14, even when it's, you know falling out of the sky it it it's you know it's so fast you, it's hard to tell and it's like did he just shoot down Iceman? uh i hope not he's supposed to be there for his wingman not kill his wingman yeah it's always a, a perk of it i uh, again with me jumping in kind of in the the middle of that uh, i wasn't quite sure who was firing who was being hit um I, apparently it was one of the good guys because after the plane uh, got uh got uh, the wing knocked off of it and started falling down he kept flying and there wasn't any dramatic uh darth vader music so apparently it was one of the good guys that uh, <laughs> shot one of the bad guys so that, that's yeah. always a part yeah yep that's uh it's our man uh maverick who uh, shot that and i have to admit when i when i saw the helmet of maverick uh, spoiler I, I don't have a whole lot of history with this movie i obviously know some of the ins and outs of it but when i saw maverick i had my fingers crossed that maybe 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 this was just a sequel to uh, one of my movies with uh, james garner uh, brett maverick or at least a future relative <laughs> of his but alas I, I i don't think it was one of him but still as good a shot as he was yeah yeah no no he you know that's just his call sign not uh not his last name. His last is yeah. is his actual name is Pete Mitchell. Gotcha. So Mitchell. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so no relation to James Garner's character. So, uh, which we'll talk about that podcast uh, later later on, and this will make a little more sense. There you go. <laughs> uh, comparing a movie from 1969 to a movie in 1986. Yeah. It is a bit of a jump. It is a bit of a jump. Just, just a little uh, bit. A little bit of advancement in weaponry. Uh, you know, not everybody's up there shooting in the sky with uh, six shooters. The fact that there's airplanes uh, is, right. is a big jump from what I'm used to. So, right. Okay. So, yeah, we see uh, Stinger and uh, our radio man. And radio man say that they're uh, 155 miles out, which, uh, if you didn't know, um, that uh, they're keeping track of the how far away they are from the ship 
because if they get within supposedly 800 miles, uh, they can fire a missile that can uh, destroy their ship. So they're keeping track. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And I, I saw in, in that, uh, admittedly, not knowing a whole lot about the, uh, the, the military side of things. I know from the Army we had um, tracer bullets and such when, when you fire to kind of get an idea where you're going from. Um, what, with your background, what kind of determines a, a, a missile versus a bullet fire? Because in this minute we see both. We, we get to see some, some uh, bullets fired upon them, but we also get the, the missile shots. What determines what, what, what happens when? Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in real life, it would be like, um, it's, I guess it's a matter of distance because, you know, a missile is for more long range. Um, bullets are for closer range. Uh, but in this movie, everything is close. So it doesn't matter if they use guns or missiles. Um, they don't care. <laughs> you know? gotcha. yeah, so we get uh, two MiGs coming up towards us. Uh, Maverick lets him go on the left side and he turns around to go back after him. Uh, our, our man, uh, Tim Robbins, Merlin, <laughs> says there, uh, there's two megs dead ahead and they're going 800 miles an hour, which is very odd because they should be talking about uh, in terms of knots. You know, it, it's always been like 800 knots. You know, uh, they, it's the first time they're not using the that system. Which is kind of strange, but I guess you really don't notice it unless you're looking at it one minute at a time. Obviously. Now, is the 800 is that relatively normal? Is that a, a high amount of G's, a low amount of G's comparatively? Well, they were going. Uh, they kept saying that they were going 800 nautical miles an hour, uh, which is about a thousand miles an hour. Okay. Yeah. So 800 miles an hour. You know, it just. I guess we just forgot to say knots. You know whatever but if he was going 800 miles an hour that's probably about 600 miles per hour which is not a cruising speed 800 miles is kind of 800 nautical miles is, is normal like cruising speed i guess gotcha so they slowed down a little bit to, to see what they were shooting at yeah that could be yeah um or they knew that they were getting ready to do a, a they needed to do it a quick turn you know so they slowed down to do that i don't know uh <laughs> but we get Merlin who uh, turns his head. Oh my God. He's like, he, you know, he, uh, you know, this is the second time that Merlin's been uh, in with uh, a deal with the mix. Cause he was at, with the beginning of the movie with Cougar. So maybe he's, I'm guessing he's thinking, Oh crap, this is happening again. You know? So you have to wonder what's going through uh, Maverick's uh, headpiece. Just uh, having somebody in the background wigging out like that yeah. uh, probably can't help for his his uh, nerves that are already a little bit rattled from from his past as well. So uh, yeah. definitely uh, definitely not uh, as reliable as a, as a co-pilot as I'd probably want to have in the in the, in the cockpit. <laughs> right, but I I think Maverick's in the zone. He knows what he's doing. He's going to, you know, he's always thinking ahead. He's always mm -hmm. trying to be one or two steps ahead you know i believe merlin sees though that there is a mig on Iceman's tail oh yeah he's shooting and like you said he switches to guns and starts shooting at him and get the bullets flying around uh and i guess this is where you would i guess you 
we would consider the tracer rounds? Yeah, I, I found it interesting to see those. I, I, I wondered um, if it was kind of equivalent to the army version of where, you know, it's every, every so many rounds as a tracer, just to kind of make sure that you're in the right areas. Is, is it the same with that? Or is pretty much everything a tracer bullet up there just because you need that visibility? Um, I'm not really sure, but I would imagine, I mean, I, I would imagine it would, there would be maybe some that are not tracers, but it would probably be a little bit, the tracer around, ratio. The, yeah, the tracer around would be coming like, you know, like, I've heard that too. My my dad um, was in the army, and he said, you know, it'd be like every hundred rounds would be a mm -hmm. tracer round, and so maybe here's maybe every like maybe five or ten, you know, maybe even thirty, you know, because sure. I know they you hit that button, a bunch of them come out at once, you know, and you right. you you only have a limited supply of of bullets. And I wasn't sure the the realistic aspect of that well as well, or if that was more uh, a cinematic version to where they they added more into it, so you you the viewer know that there's bullets coming. You're not just seeing a a plane listing in air, and then all of a sudden bullet holes are appearing in the next shot. Um, if you if you watch the um, Danger Zone, which is mm -hmm. the behind, behind the scenes, it's on the Blu-ray. Um, they did show how they were like trying with models um, to uh, they had a bunch of like almost like flares uh, set up on this big uh, wooden rig, you know, or like fireworks type thing. And they would time it out and um, they were shooting them off and next, you know, to a model and try to get, um, get it on film, but it didn't work out so well. I think actually a couple of them get, like hit the models and caught them on fire. So that wouldn't have been uh, useful for the movie. So, but this actually, this F-14 as it's flying, it looks like a real one. So I can't, you know, it could be an actual like really real footage and they could have just like, um, you know, hand painted the, the tracer, okay. you know, the bullets going through. Sure. You know. Oh, the joys of rotoscoping. Yep. Uh, the first time they, with the, the guns. Uh, yeah. Slider, Slider says he's firing, break or left and they break left and he yells he overshot so they didn't get hit that time so our, our unnamed bad guys whether they're truly russian or north korean or, or whoever they're they're representing the movie they they do have a bit of a um a stormtrooper complex in regards to some <laughs> of these shots i've noticed especially when you're you're aiming at the, the main good guys. That's that's uh, kind of a trope throughout throughout movies, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah, we've called them our our tie fi fighters. That's <laughs> um, our tie fi pilots. That's what we've been naming them. Uh, yes, they they are not uh, they are unnamed uh, enemy, you know, but we just assumed they were the Russians. Uh, the two Migs, uh, or there's a Mig that flies in between uh, Maverick and Iceman. And Slider's like, you got a big on your left. Three o'clock. He's going to fire. And you're like, uh, wait a minute. Uh, last time I checked, three o'clock is to the right, not <laughs> not not to the left. So Slider's, uh, you know, got his navigation a little uh, screwed up. Plus, he's you, you, you see a, you see him looking out the window and you can tell he's looking out the, his right side. 
Right. <laughs> well, a little unknown history about that character. He obviously came from a theater background and he always gives his directions in uh, in stage directions. So right. you just have to keep that in mind when listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you tell him stage left, he's actually going to his right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But so he's going to fire. Uh, we see our, our TIE fighter guy. Uh, just pull, pull his, uh, push his button and fires another missile. But we don't know if it lands or not. Yeah, it's it's an exciting minute. Not only do we jump right in with the action of having a missile right from the very first second, but uh, we get one right off the end. So as you said earlier, it's it's great little bookends, yeah. uh, and I uh, keep, keeps me watching. I, I'm definitely coming into the next minute. Yeah, and if I if I believed, if mo- almost every single one of these minutes, actually, the beginning and the end are really good. Yeah, you know, you know. With the it's end. either a missile or an explosion. Yeah. 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 It's a good cliffhanger at the end of each one and you get the, the payoff at, on the very next minute. So that's really cool. I like it when that happens. It doesn't happen very often in this movie, but that's the end of the minute. You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. If I can just jump in a little bit uh, on my podcast, I, I really like to, kind of get a feel for the the characters and the and the actors and such the movers and shakers if you will of who makes the movie and i was really interested in seeing this this version of the movie who all was in um i i pulled up it i pulled the movie up on amazon and you know it has the little uh x-ray that shows you who's who's there on that particular minute and uh, i came up with a, a a tom cruise and i i looked i looked on imdb and i couldn't find a whole lot on him I know, right? Um, C-R-U-Z is what came up. And I, I don't know if that's the, the correct spelling because I found this other Tom Cruise and uh, he apparently is in the movie. But boy, he's in a lot of stuff. I don't I don't know uh, if you ever heard of this guy, but he's uh, he's had a heck of a career. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess he's I mean, I, I thought he was an unknown, but well, what did what, I mean, you find there's, out? There's, there's a there's a there's a laundry list here. So all seriousness i mean tom cruise obviously one of the the biggest movie stars in the world he has been for a long time he probably will be for a long time but just throw some some things out there so 1983 he's in outsiders risky business and all the right moves all in the same year so any actor would probably kill for one of those three roles but to have all three of those in the same year that really kind of cemented him as a, a top leading man uh, 1985 comes in the legend with my beloved Tim Curry. Um, not as well known, but uh, definitely still keeping that role going. That's when he jumps into Top Gun and Color of Money this year. Mm-hmm. Now, those five movies alone in a span of three years would make a career for anybody else. But he kept going on through the 80s with Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July. Um, that was his 1980s. So that decade alone, great career. Um, comes back in for the 90s for a few good men the firm uh, interview with a vampire mission impossible one jerry Maguire, eyes wide shut and magnolia so those movies for that decade alone would make a career out of anybody oh yeah definitely he, he gets two in a row um obviously he dips a little bit in the 2000s with uh, mission impossible 2 minority report last samurai collateral uh, mi3 and tropic thunder this is obviously right around the time that there was the scandal of him really being deeply infirmed with the the scientology and the jumping yep. on the couch moments of that 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 did ding him a little bit but then he comes right back again and hits in the next decade uh the resurgence of mission impossibles with the ghost protocols and those oblivion edge of tomorrow and he he had a, a tom cruise 
but this guy is having success within a decade that most actors would kill for over a 20, 30 year career. And he's had three or four of those decades just to himself. So anybody that ever questions the star of this guy um, hasn't really been paying attention for the last right. uh, 40 going on 50 years for sure. So uh, that was just kind of my, my, my look at uh, Tom Cruise. Obviously he plays Maverick. It's not James Garner, much to my chagrin, um, <laughs> but th- this guy's a star and it just kind of, shows when he he's hitting all these movies out of the park there's not a whole lot of fluff in his roles when he comes out with something it's going to be something that's going to bring audiences to the theater so i uh, definitely definitely did so for for top gun there there was a a pretty good chance that this was going to be eh, this was going to be an all right movie you know mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think it may may have done just a little bit better than all right slightly slightly he's, he's slightly okay yeah yeah he did okay for himself uh definitely uh yeah he is uh i believe i think 90 percent of his movies he's done has made over 100 million dollars oh easily yeah yeah so yeah like all his movies are like the highest pretty much ever you know yeah i just saw on the the news feed today not to to date this program but uh with maverick coming out it just surpassed uh, almost all the Avengers movies, which were, were in the top of the list now. So, I yeah. mean, something that even a, a sequel 30, 40 years later to, to do something like that. I mean, that that speaks to it. Right. Yeah. Is that a one hell of a fan base? Yes. And, yeah. And it's just crazy because I know a lot of people that are like, I just I never got into Top Gun, you know, but now with this resurgence, you know, with the, the new movie you know, people are going back to see Top Gun, the original, and yeah, great. That's a good, good info. I mean, I know we've talked about all of our actors a little bit here and there during uh during the season, but you know, it's kind of nice to get. You know, we're we're at the end of the movie, and so it's kind of nice to get one little last look at them, and I appreciate that. So cool. I do what I can. I do what I can. It's it's <laughs> kind of my thing. <laughs> and this has been remember the name <laughs> remember the pilot or the the, the actor or, yeah yeah it's remember it's it's that's what you call it on your show right remember yes the, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's my little bit uh, yeah. my little filler to, to get people to to understand the the ins and outs of the business uh, a little a little imdb trip down memory lane with robert yeah that's nice yeah cool all right, so and Robert uh, Stryker, tell us about that. So uh, right around the same time that you were starting uh, Top Gun Minute, I, I jumped into the podcast field myself, uh, went uh, the opposite route of not a movie that a lot of people have seen, uh, much much to the chagrin of my audience, I'm sure, but uh, it's a support your local podcast. It uh, currently is going over the 1969 Western comedy classic, Support Your Local Sheriff, starring James Garner, Jack Elam, and uh, Walter Brennan. Uh, it was a podcast that I started just as a, a bucket list item. It's something I've always kind of wanted to do. And uh, a little history about myself. My, my father passed away uh, right on Christmas time of COVID this year. Oh. And it, uh, it opened up my eyes to not waiting around to do something that you've always said that you're going to do, uh, to just go out there and do it. So I, I made the commitment that I was going to start a podcast. 
Uh, and I started off with a movie that was very near and dear to both of our hearts. It was something that we watched uh, continuously through the years on, on TBS, the Superstation. If it wasn't uh, Rio Bravo with John Wayne, it was probably either support your local sheriff or support your local gunfighter. So I uh, started out with that, uh, having a blast for that. We're about three quarters away through the movie. Uh, so definitely check that out if you can. But uh, yeah, it's uh, support your local podcast starring me. Nice, nice. And yeah, uh, very cool podcast. I've been keeping up. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. I, I have not seen uh, Support Your Local Sheriff in many years, but I know I've watched it many times with my father. So that's a nice little, you know, connection. It's great. Yeah. Anybody um, that grew up in our, our age group that uh, had TBS, you, you kind of you kind of couldn't avoid it. It was either an Atlanta Braves game before wrestling or it was one of those two movies, it seemed like. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's if anybody's interested in watching it, uh, currently it is free on uh, YouTube. It is free on Pluto TV. It's free on Freevee, which was the old IMDb TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume with the licensing rights that's going to continue to be free. So even if you're listening to us years, years, years down the line and you have to see the hologram version of it, I'm assuming it's going to be available uh, somewhere <laughs> out there for free. But yeah, definitely <laughs> check out the movie. It's a it's a Western comedy uh, uh, send up of the, the fifties and sixties Westerns. It is not as zany as a blazing saddles, um, but it's a little cleaner. So it's a little bit more family friendly. It's more in the script that you find the jokes, but yeah, definitely. Uh, you'll, you'll get a couple chuckles out of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do remember it. And especially listening to your podcast and how you, uh, go through your, your, the movie. Uh, it definitely brings back the memories. I can I can see the the scenes in my head as I'm watching it, as, as I'm listening. So that's really cool. Ghost Rider, this is Kaboon requesting you to like and subscribe and share with your friends. If you could, please rate and review me on your favorite podcasting apps. You can continue the discussion on Facebook at Top Gun Minute Listener School. Find us on Twitter at Top Gun Minute Pod. Send your emails to me at topgunminutepod at gmail.com. You can find us and all your other favorite movies done in this format at moviesbyminutes.com. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, this episode pattern is full.